The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Yeah, that was uh, State Representative Andy Vargas hitting that last note. Andy, I didn't know you had that voice in you. That's right. You know, I've been practicing for years for this moment to sing on WHAV. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I love doo-wop, and my wife, when she first met me, was like, what the heck? You're a young guy from Haverhill, and you love doo-wop. Who is this guy? Well, you're you're Andy Vargas. You're State Representative Andy Vargas. That's who you are. <laughs> Great to be with you, Wynn. Well, nice to have you here. Uh, before we get uh, too far into it, uh, I just wanted to thank you on, on behalf of the citizens of Haverhill for all the, uh, the cash that you're bringing into town. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, through the American Rescue Plan, uh, each state was allocated uh, a certain amount of funding to be able to help with the recovery in that state. Uh, and many states immediately appropriated that funding, uh, you know, weeks after the federal government got the funding to their state. Um, but we in Massachusetts, we took a different process and approach where we had public hearings where we allowed the public to come in and testify and tell us how they wanted this funding spent. We had experts in tax policy and uh, and revenue policy come in as well to tell us what would be the most fiscally prudent investment that we could make with this one-time infusion of funding. Uh, and after dozens of public hearings and hundreds of testimony, uh, we were able to allocate around $3.82 billion across the state uh, in a bill that uh, we passed last week. As a part of that bill, there were several earmarks for Haverhill, which we're really excited about, um, $250,000 uh, to help with the roof repairs in Haverhill Public Schools, uh, $200,000 to address the transportation challenge that the uh, Haverhill Public Schools athletic program is having, um, to buy an electric vehicle bus uh, so that they can own that bus and have access to reliable transportation uh, at a much uh, cheaper rate for years to come. Uh, in addition to that, we heard about how our arts, tourism, and cultural centers took a hit uh, during the pandemic because they couldn't have events or guests uh, or, you know, fundraise. And so we've been hearing a lot about Winnie Kinney and the prospect of Winnie Kinney being renovated so that that can be, you know, uh, continue to be a, a cultural icon here in Averill. And so we were able to get $100,000 for Winnie Kinney Castle. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, over $150,000 for uh, food assistance and uh, direct aid uh, to Haverhill constituents that are dealing with issues of food insecurity, violence, or, or poverty. And, you know, that's what the, the money is for, these uh, one-time events, right? That's right. I think, you know, it was important for us to make clear to folks that this isn't recurring revenue, right? I mean, this is a one-time cash infusion from the federal government that we need to make sure we invested in ways that are going to pay off over time. And so instead of creating new programs that weren't going to be unsustainable in the long run, uh, weren't going to be sustainable in the long run, uh, we needed to invest in, in things that were one-time costs. Something else that is in the news uh, today, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, the uh, the governor signed the redistricting, which I know that you know, a lot of people are keeping an eye on. And how's that uh, going to affect you? Yeah, so the governor recently signed the redistricting plans uh, as submitted by the Senate and the House. Um, your listeners will be the first to hear it here. I'm no longer running for a state Senate. I will be running for re-election to uh, the Massachusetts House of Representatives. And candidly, the primary reason for that is, you know, I'm, I'm expecting my first son in March, uh, and my wife and I are looking to uh, buy a home in Haverhill as well. 
And so you throw in a redistricting plan that splits Haverhill in half and, you know, what would, would constrain my wife and I to looking for a house in one particular part of Haverhill versus another. It's just candidly a lot uh, to have happening while we're welcoming our firstborn. So um, we're, you know, I'm prioritizing my family right now and making sure that I'm there for my firstborn. And therefore, we'll be running for re-election for the House, no longer running for uh, the state Senate. Um, but I'm really excited to continue doing the work we've been doing for Haverhill because that's ultimately why I got into public service. It's why I came back to Haverhill after I graduated from BU uh, to make a difference here. And I get to continue doing that while also expecting my first son. I know you mentioned uh, about the uh, your your first son your your first child uh, coming up uh, last time you were on so uh, yeah that's I think that's fantastic and and um, we've had uh, state representative Christina Minacucci on and she said that you know one of the one of the parts one of the reasons they had to get the redistricting done sooner rather than later for the for the house is because you have to live in the district so now you know where you can buy your house. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and luckily, you know, the House District doesn't change too much. There's actually um, going to be one precinct that I pick up in Bradford now, so I look forward to uh, representing a part of Bradford again. I have great uh, memories and work that we did there when I was on the City Council. Um, And Haverhill also uh, is going from four reps to two reps, um, which is a good thing because we're consolidating Bradford into uh, one, primarily one seat, which is Linda Dean Campbell's seat. Uh, a lot of times I would get uh, messages from constituents that are in my colleagues' districts, whether it was Lenny Mira or Christina Minacucci or Linda Dean Campbell, um, because there's sort of a perception that there's sort of one, one Haverhill rep. Um, but by creating two, we now solidify Bradford. We strengthen uh, the, the votes of Bradford voters and constituents over there. Uh, and so it's a good move for Haverhill and, and a good move in particular for Bradford residents that wanted a solidified Bradford seat as well. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. I I remember the quote from uh, the uh, Senator Brownsberger, I think it was, who uh, who said, "Oh, some people want to have uh, two state senators." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I can tell you, I never heard anybody in Haverhill say that, um, but maybe elsewhere, not here. I don't think anyone was asking for uh, the city of Haverhill to be divided into two Senate districts because at that point you're diluting the votes of our residents and. We go from being the biggest city in the current Senate district to uh, being a last priority in two Senate districts, or at least, you know, not as uh, politically uh, powerful in two other Senate districts. Well, that could have been a, a conversation he had going on inside his head. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one we had several times. And look, I have a lot of respect for uh, Senator Brownsburg. He has a challenging job. Um, you know, ultimately, we just disagreed on this and disagreed in process and um, and and then priorities, uh, and so it is what it is. But I'm I'm really excited to continue to serve Haverhill because that's part of my core mission. It is my core mission. That's why I came back, uh, and I get to focus solely on that again. So you uh, picked up uh, what what parts of Haverhill did you pick up? So uh, there was a piece on East Broadway that I didn't have originally. You might have remembered that Lenny Mira had a piece of Bradford. One precinct in Bradford and one on the Haverhill side of Haverhill uh, that was um, uh, on uh, East Broadway, um, and uh, so there's a, there's that piece, um, and then there's a, the precinct that I'm picking up is seven two in Bradford. Seven two. I, I just learned because uh, I was down at City Hall and uh, I was trying to uh, calculate all those things. So seven two. I, I don't have the map in, in my head, but. Uh, uh, was that uh, Christina Minacucci's 
Uh, no, that was that was uh, Lenny Mirrors actually. Oh, okay. Excuse me, seven three. Sorry, seven three is what I'll be picking up. Okay. All right. Yep. So it's it's uh, for Haverhill. It's it's you and uh, the district represented by Linda Dean Campbell. Correct. Yep. We'll be the two state representatives for Haverhill. Okay. Well, uh, you know the thing about if if you want, ever wanted to run for state senate, and and you don't have to, but the uh, the nice thing is that it's every two years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, I think at this point, I'm, I'm really excited to stay in the house. We've been clearly having an impact. We've been able to pass legislation, get funding back to Haverhill, and then we're in a really good spot to continue doing that. And so I'm really excited about the prospect of doing that while also being able to, to raise my first kid. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. You're going to like that. Uh, you don't need much sleep, do you? Yeah, no, no sleep at all. I've been practicing for this my whole life. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Hey, I, I want to uh, congratulate you as well, too. Uh, you have an event uh, with Ruth's House tomorrow night. Yeah, we're really excited and, and grateful to Ruth's House for uh, the honor. Uh, they've been doing tremendous work with uh, some of our most uh, impoverished uh, residents here in Haverhill. And, uh, just really honored and excited to be uh, a part of uh, a team uh, that is, is doing this work here in Haverhill, and Ruth's House is, is critical to that work. All right. Well, Andy, anything else you would like to add today? No, just thank you to all of your listeners and everyone who participated in Tuesday's election. Obviously, I wasn't on the ballot, but, you know, super excited to see the energy, um, you know, here in Haverhill. Uh, hopefully every election we're able to continue to increase the turnout here. I always say that Jefferson said that we don't have – government by a majority. We have government by a majority who participate. So if you're one of those listeners that participated on Tuesday and is participating in other ways in our democratic process, thank you, because this government, this democracy doesn't work without you. That's right. Oh, my gosh. You, do, you really do have to participate. And the uh, the turnout, I, 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 I can't remember what the percentage of turnout was. Do you, did you have that number at the top of your head? I don't have it at the top of my head, no, but I just know that with a contested mayoral, uh, you know, turnout is a little bit higher than average, uh, usually. Okay. Well, very good. Hey, Andy, uh, next ballot you're on, I guess it's going to be the, the state representative race, right? That's right. Next November. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and uh, and we'll be talking with you a little bit later on. Thanks so much, Wynn. Take care. All right. State Representative Andy Vargas, our guest this morning here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wind Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. W.